Hey everyone, this is my first follow-up on the 90-day money challenge, and I wanted to take this time to answer just a few questions that people have asked and give some of my takeaways from the 90-day challenge, and I'm sure that as more time goes on and as I continue to question further money beliefs and get to the root of some deeper things, I'll have more to share, uh, and I'm also going to be doing some more interviews, and so you're going to get to hear me talking about my experience from the lens of other people as well. But for now, what I wanted to share is first, what are my big takeaways? Right? This is kind of the first big thing is, is it really worth doing a 90-day money challenge? Is it worth going in and using the work of Byron Katie and questioning all of these beliefs day after day after day? Is it worth it? What did I get from that? Right? So the first thing, the biggest thing that I realized that I, I had heard somebody say this before, maybe it was Gay Hendricks or another kind of mentor figure, that no money issue is actually about money. And I you know, remember thinking, well, of course, money issues about mon- are about money. Like sometimes I don't have enough money and um, or I need more money, right? Those are real practical money issues. But what I realized is that it's actually true. No money issue is actually about money itself. Like nothing that we experience fear around as far as money goes is actually about money itself. It's always about some kind of personal issue. Almost always it's some kind of childhood fear or something we absorbed as children uh, that we can do the work on, we can do therapy on, right? So it's, it's a good news situation. It means we can do some inner work to transform that. And now what I want to be clear about is that doesn't mean that there aren't inequities in pay between uh, races and that there aren't some really big injustices in the world that it's now our time to start clearing up. And, um, you know, thankfully with, uh, for those of you who are in the U.S., right, we have some positive energy moving forward with the new uh, President Biden and, and Harris. And... Um, so it doesn't mean that there there aren't systems to change, but in terms of personal money issues, no personal money issue is actually about money. Everything can be questioned. Every fear can be questioned, which kind of takes me into the next takeaway, which is that we can work through any fear. No fear will ever have a permanent hold on us or ever really spell out our doom, right? And most of the fears... I don't have enough money. I need more money. Tap into a certain panic level that really makes us believe that we're doomed. That really, you know, when I go there, I am so believing it that I start to act not like myself. I start to act from either a cold place or a terrified place or a shut down place. And the, what I've realized in doing this for 90 days and just questioning everything that came up is that there wasn't one thought that actually made it through alive, that actually was true and real. Every fear-based thought was questionable and was able to be turned around in some way or another, right? which again is tremendously good news because it means you don't have to pay anybody lots of money to solve your problems. You don't have to... Uh, upturn the whole world to resolve your money problems, you got to go inward for that. Yeah. Another takeaway here, 
something that I saw is something that Byron Katie talks about quite a bit, which is that there's a general cycle to all of our patterns in life, which is think, feel, do, have. We think something, we believe something, we have feelings in response to believing it, and then we act based on that, and then we, we receive the results of our actions. That's the have, right? So if I'm believing I need more money, I might feel panic. And then my action is to start rushing. And then the result of that is that I may burn out. And then I start thinking about that again. Oh my God, I burned out. I'm never going to make enough money. And then I start that again. I'm never going to make enough money. And then I feel depressed. And then what's the action that I do? Then I start giving up. I'm, I'm not energized. Now I'm not doing work. And what's the result of that? I'm not seeing any change in my situation. And then I go back to thinking, I'm doomed. There's no change in my situation. And then what do I feel, right? You can see these cycles continue. It always goes think, feel, do, have. And then we think about the things that we have, the world we're surrounded with. Now, part of the challenge here is in lots of spiritual communities, there's a lot of materialism and like kind of spiritual bypassing where people are saying, oh, I'm just going to manifest my way out of all of my problems Oh, holy one, solve my problems. And we're like basically asking for a savior. We're asking the universe or God or whatever to save us. But what we're not seeing is that process of think, feel, do, have. And that everything that we have around us, so if we go backwards, everything we have around us was something that we created, we put there, we asked for, we gathered, we stepped into. Right? So we have to acknowledge that we created our world around us. Like if you literally think of the room that you're in or the car that you're in or wherever you are, you created that situation where you, to, to bring you there. Right? You put this world around you, or rather you put yourself in this world. Right? So once you own that and realize that, then you can backtrack it. Okay, well, how did I do that? Okay, I started doing these set of actions, right? You don't necessarily have to know what all of them are, but once you start doing the work, you're going to see, oh, this is how I act when I'm believing this certain thought. The most important part is to go back to the feelings that you were having that led you to take action, right? The reactions you were having, and then what's the seed? What's the thought in there underneath that? What's the image and the story that created those intense feelings and the reactions that then led you to those actions that led you to the situation that you're in right now. All right, so we all created the situation we're in right now, which means that with effort, we can go back and recreate it. And it's not immediate. It's not like that manifestation, I will just summon immediately from the universe $1 million and resolve all of my problems. It's it's saying we can actually make new choices. We can, we can instead of re reacting to that belief, we see that belief come up and then we question it. And so like, this is what I was doing every morning. 
and I want you to go in and test it for yourself until you really see how it works. So I would, you know, wake up in the morning and I would think, okay, what am I scared about now? <laughs> like, come on, fears, bring it on. Like, is there anything I'm afraid of in terms of money? Is there any issue? Is there anything I'm upset about? I'm worried about, I'm anxious about. Okay, there it is. Like, I need more money or uh, I don't have enough time or I'm never going to be a great success, right? If I'm comparing myself to somebody else. And right there, I get to have that moment where instead of believing it and then responding by feeling and then acting, instead I question it and I go through that questioning. And in the process, I turn it around and, right, you've seen these videos uh, or you've listened to the, the podcast episodes and you've seen how that whole process works. And then by the end, I see, oh, I don't need more money. I'm okay right now. Or, you know, it's as likely that I'll make it as I don't make it. And once you've gone through that process, the whole story has changed. And now I'm living in this more clear story where I see, oh, uh, lots of things are possible. And I'm not doomed. And when I'm acting from a place where I'm not doomed and I'm calm and I see possibility, well, I'm going to start taking the universe up on the opportunities that it sends my way because I'm relaxed and because I just see, oh yeah, that's a great opportunity. Let's take that. And I feel energized and I feel like I can follow through. And so then that's what I'm creating. And then I start to have the results of those actions. And then I start thinking more about that. Oh yeah, I find money everywhere I go. And then I feel really good about that. And so then I start to uh, make decisions based on that. I start to you know, give back because I feel like I'm receiving money and then it feels really good to give back. And so I feel even better about receiving money because I know that I'm giving money. And so then it's easier for me to uh, see situations where other people uh, might want to pay me for something and I don't feel guilt about charging money, right? These are specific examples, but you can see what I'm talking about here. There's a way to turn around the cycle and that process slowly accumulates around us just the way that we've done in our lifetimes with all of our stressful and negative thoughts. We can slowly turn this whole ship around and it's just the most amazing process and that it doesn't require anything outside of yourself. That is what is just mind-blowing about this whole process. All right, so let's see what else I have here. Um, more takeaways. Time issues aren't actually about time. They're about space. If I am believing I don't have enough time, I don't have enough time, and I'm rushing, what's actually happening is that my body is contracting and I'm starting to speed up my movement, right? That's happening in space, not time. Everybody's got the same amount of time. We all know that. Uh, th there's nothing you can do to stretch time or compress time, but what you can do is either stretch your body or compress your body. And that's, and that's happening subconsciously. The thing that's making that happen is the, the feelings and the reaction. And the thing that's making those happen is the belief. So I don't have enough time contracts my body and makes me feel like there's not enough time. And it makes me think 
further. There's still not enough time. There's never enough time. And it keeps that whole cycle going. And then I'm rushing and I don't see that, oh, I need to say no to that project. I need to say no to that one as well. And I need to be focusing more time on what I really want to be doing, my zone of genius. I can defer and delegate tasks to other people. When we're really stuck in there in believing that there's not enough time, we don't see all of the options of ways to spread out in space to actually solve our problems right now. We're always stuck in, well, but later, right? We're always futurizing or we're stressing about the past. Time issues aren't about time. They're actually about taking a moment and being uh, aware of what's happening right now and reconnecting with space. Great. Um, Let's see. I have a couple more here. Yeah, this is kind of touching on what I touched on before, but I want it to be clear that all panic, all emotion, all attachment fears, all insecurities are able to be questioned, right? Especially if they feel like they are rock solid. The more rock solid they are, the more you know that it's a belief. Right? That's the indicator. There are some of these where I was like, there's no way I can question this. This is just fact. Or, um, or I was afraid to question it because I thought, well, if I question I need to be wealthy and I find out that I don't need to be wealthy, maybe I won't be wealthy, which is really coming from a fear that I'm not going to be wealthy or I'm going to do something to mess up my potential of being wealthy. And that whole thing is fear-driven. The reason for not questioning it was fear-driven. That should be questioned, right? And all of these things can be questioned and should be questioned in order to free ourselves from our own repeating, cycling stories. Once you break the chain in one place, it starts to crack open all the other places. So you don't have to worry about what's the first thought to question. Just go in, make a list of anything that's on your mind, and start questioning. Um, and I honestly think that it's one of the bravest things that a human can do, right? Because what you're going in and doing is you're breaking the chain of, of ways that you treat yourself that are really horrible and also ways that you treat other people that maybe you aren't aware of that are unkind or cold or distancing or anxiety producing, you know, all of our relationship attachment issues show up here with money and honestly, they show up with, you could replace money with, um, you know, questioning relationships or questioning work or questioning time um, or questioning creativity. And you'll find that those same relationship dynamics are always there with anything that we're relating to. Uh, and questioning it is really brave. It's it's a challenging place to get to. It takes some guts. It takes some gusto. It takes commitment. It takes energy. And it takes meditation. It takes quiet. It takes listening, right? It's a, it's a big deal. You build a lot of skills in doing this. So part of that is me wanting to congratulate and, you know, honor and respect everybody who's been in there questioning their beliefs. Right, I have deep respect for you. And one last thing that I wanted to share as far as takeaways go uh, is one of my first breakthroughs 
which I actually did just before I started the 90 day challenge. It was sort of day, day zero was I'll never have enough money for all the things I don't actually want. And this was a big one. I questioned, I'll never have enough money. And what I saw is that there's actually a a way in which it's true, but it's this sort of twisted way, which is I'll always, the turnaround was I'll always have enough money. And what I saw is that I'll always have enough money for what I actually really want and need, right? There's always enough money. I'm always okay. The universe is always there and is showing up, right? It's brought me here and then it's brought me here and it's brought me here. The universe is always showing up and I always have enough money. But where it's true that I don't have enough money is for all of the things that I don't actually need or want, which could include things that I think I need or things that other people have that I think, oh, that's so cool, I should get that, so then I'll be cool too. But I haven't actually really sat with, mm, is this the thing that I want? Is this the thing I need? Um, or acting out of shopping addictions, right? Those kinds of things can spin us way out into debt or take us into kind of collapse. And when we see that we actually have plenty of money for all the things that we want and need and that we can continue to grow and increase through that understanding, we'll see that there's all this stuff that we've been spending money on that we don't actually need. All right, so those are some of my takeaways and I will share more as they come up. Uh, but answering just a couple other questions that people had. One is how do how do you recommend I get started? So the first thing that I recommend is make a list. Write down every money, work, success, entrepreneurship, business, career path, purpose, question, uh, uh, belief, any wealth, belief, abundance, and anything about time, write all of those down. Make a giant list uh, until you can't think of another one. Just sit down and make that epic list. And then go to thework.com, look it up, and there's a questioning one belief at a time worksheet. And I've linked that in every episode. So if you go back to any episode, you'll see in the notes or on the website, or I've tried to link it everywhere I possibly can, uh, the link directly to where you can go and download the worksheet. And you can go in and question those beliefs. Or you can just listen, uh, tune in uh, to the episodes themselves, and you'll see what I do as I go through. And you can kind of follow me there. But Uh, start by making your list. Just go through, flush out all of your beliefs. All right, next question. How big of a commitment is it to do a 90-day challenge like this? Well, really, it's just about 20 to 40 minutes per day. And for the last almost 10 years now, I've had a daily meditation practice of about half an hour meditation in the mornings. And so what I did was I made this my meditation practice because it is a meditation practice. And uh, in most meditation traditions, there are kind of, they talk about it as two wings of a bird. One is focus, uh, like in the the Tibetan uh, Buddhist tradition that I'm a part of, it's called shamatha, which means mindfulness and focused attention. And the other one is awareness, which is like vipassana or maybe vipassana, um, where you're actually taking some subject and you're breaking through, right? That's what the work is. The work is about breaking through, and it requires 
also that you have some amount of space and time to focus. So make sure that you plan at least 20 minutes to dive into one belief and that you clear a space, find a quiet place. And, you know, I recommend doing this in the morning because it's, you know, the first thing in the morning, you get to really dive in and get to experience a beautiful breakthrough. And then you get to go on with the rest of your day. Uh, But just about 20 to 40 minutes a day. And I think it's really worth it to go in for a long period of time, at least a month, no less than a month, if you really want to see some results. Of course, feel free to experiment as much as you want or as little as you want. But if you really want to start to change your relationship, you need time, right? It takes somewhere between 66 to like 200 days to start and establish a new habit. And the habit we're establishing is the way we're seeing money, the way we're feeling about money. We're changing all these beliefs and we're, we're getting that questioning mind engaged. That's the habit. So give yourself a solid commitment, right? I recommend 90 days. And you know what? After 90 days, I still had thoughts. I still had a list of thoughts and I've been questioning them every time they come up. So start out with something you can actually commit to, right? Maybe 30 days for you or 60 days. Find something you feel comfortable committing to. Post about it. Get other people on board. That really helps. That's part of why I started this challenge was so that I would have something to show up to and share about every day. So I would make sure to do it every day. Um, So share it, make it public, get accountability. Uh, You're always welcome to reach out to me and and I'm happy to kind of help you get inspired and and stay accountable. Um, And and good luck with that. All right, so one one last question here. Um, Which beliefs do you choose to give an extra zap to through EMDR or hypnosis? I have so many beliefs I've worked through. Which ones should I give that extra clearing to? So this came up uh, in a conversation with somebody where I had talked about uh, bringing some of these beliefs into therapy. And uh, that it could be hypnotherapy or it could be EMDR, which are two very uh, somatic-based therapies. But there are other somatic approaches as well, like, like Gay and Katie Hendricks have lots of tools that take you deep into your emotional and body experience. What I've found is some of these beliefs will bring up childhood issues where you have really strong memories of being 10 years old or five years old and you observed a parent doing something or you had this new, what I call sort of an unenlightenment moment where you realized that you were alone all of a sudden and and then you started living that way. And sometimes you need something deeper to crack through and you need a physical tool to work with the emotional layer. So that's where I recommend whenever you hit one of those childhood memories, write it down, make a note of it and bring it into therapy, uh, bring it into EMDR, bring it into hypnosis, um, bring it into uh, a life coach that's skilled in a somatic approach. And you can reach out to me if you ever uh, need resources. I'm always happy to provide that. I uh, have been trained as a somatic coach, and I have lots of people who are really good and have been doing it for many years uh, to recommend to you. Great. So I hope this is really helpful as a first round of uh, reflections on the 90-day challenge, and I'll definitely be back with more to share with you soon. All right. Have a good day. Thank you.
You've been listening to the 90 Day Money Challenge. All episodes are available in video form with me, Noe Kalfa, waving my arms and wearing spiffy new outfits every day. You can access these videos and join the conversation by following at Noe Kalfa on Instagram. This podcast is a production of Worth the Journey, with editing help from Simone Sanz and art by Malcolm Rene Ribot. Worth the Journey is the business and marketing agency I created, where you can find everything you need to launch and grow your heart-centered business, from virtual assistance to business coaching to website and graphic design. Our team is seriously amazing. Gotta check us out at worththejourney.com. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.